Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, what's up, everyone? I hope you are enjoying the spring as much as I am, well, when the sun is out. But we have an amazing episode coming up today. And if you are familiar with Priority Bicycles, we are going to be talking with Connor Siegwell, of who is one of the part owners of the company. Now, they're committed to making the best bicycles in the world, the e-bikes. They are they, These are the first guys that I'm talking to about e-bikes, which is really exciting. I've been trying to find someone to talk about e-bikes because they are just one of the up-and-coming styles of biking. Now, I would love to know if you have an e-bike and what kind of terrain you're using it on. Okay, so make sure that you go to our YouTube channel. You can check this one out because we've got Connor in his bike shop and he's got some really nice bikes he's going to show us. And also, I would just love to know on YouTube. So let's get back to them. Their strategy is simple, high quality parts, an efficient supply line, low overhead, and an online business model. No fancy stores, but you can find them in New York. Um, no gimmicky bells and whistles, no frills, but just high quality. And you're going to hear more about it. So here's how they got started. And they're and obviously with Connor, he's going to be telling you more about it. So they started with Kickstarter, and you might be familiar with them. Um, they Kickstarter is a company that where you can go and promote your product and get financial backing from all sorts of people with just like a ton of people can put money into it. So it's really easier than trying to find one person to back your product. So on July 15, 2014, Priority Bicycles launched on Kickstarter opting for a crowdfunding approach with a goal of raising $30,000 to fund the first shipment of what would later be called the Priority Classic. Now, the goal was hit within a few hours, people, and over the course of a 30-day campaign, Priority Bicycles raised over half a million dollars. That is so amazing. This campaign was the first of three fully funded Kickstarter campaigns, all of which delivered on time to all their backers, which were the people who paid into it. Priority now has numerous bike bicycle models, ships thousands of bicycles around the world, and features partnerships with premium resorts, educational institutions, and top-rated tours in major U.S. cities and locations spanning the globe. So I bet you're super excited to hear more about their company from Connor. Let's get to it. 
All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle, All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Dew. And we have Connor Swiegel, who is in New York City. Now, as I mentioned before in the little intro that I did for them, Connor and Dave are the owners of Priority Bikes. And we have the pleasure of having Connor here to share the story of how it all got started with through kickstart and through their vision so i'm super excited to have you connor um here to share your bike shop with us and for and to share it with other people awesome um so how did uh, how did you guys get in oh did i I say something wrong i'm sorry no you didn't (laughs) a bike in the background that is not ours um, and I, like I was it. like, ah, I need to pull this thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so we were storing this here because, sorry, I'm glad we're not live. Um, well, we are now. The backstory there <laughs> is, um, are we live? Oh, I'm so sorry. We have a That's rider. Okay. Um, we, we have somebody associated with our, uh, um, team, uh, doesn't a family member can't ride a uh, regular pedal bike so we have a trike here and it's not ours so i was getting it out of frame so sorry for that (laughs) but i'm here but you do do take care of other types of bikes oh for sure yeah we definitely have a smattering of bicycles that are not priority bicycles but i figured for this i would take it out of this wonderful priority bicycles frame (laughs) behind me so sorry about that it is beautiful So how did you guys get into cycling? How'd you get into cycling and how did, how did all how priority bikes come together? For sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, Dave and I have actually been friends for a long time. We met in the dorms freshman year and the story story. goes, yeah, the story (laughs) goes that I had, I had a motorcycle and he had seen me around like in the dorm with it. And he walks up to me one day and he's like, Hey, comes just into my dorm. You know, in college, you just leave your doors open. Yeah. And so, you know, a door was open and he just walks in and he goes, Hey, uh, I just bought a motorcycle, but I couldn't afford a helmet. Do you have a helmet I could borrow? <laughs> and I remember thinking like in college, like you don't have any money for anything anyway. So the fact that you would buy a motorcycle and not have a helmet was totally believable. Yeah. <laughs> it was just that like a full face helmet felt very intimate for someone that you don't know yeah, to right. let him borrow it. But I was just struck with like the boldness of this question. Um, It must be the right question to ask. So I'll answer it. And I was like, sure, I have another helmet. Do you want to borrow it? So he borrowed my helmet for, you know, four, six weeks. I think it was like the beginning or the end of freshman year. And then at the end of freshman year, you know, we're living in the dorms. He's like, hey, um, here's your helmet. Like if I can do any favor to repay you, let me know. And I ran track um, at UC Santa Barbara. So I was a division one pole vaulter and uh, I was going to stay in the summer to train. And I jokingly said, Hey, you know, if you could give me a job. And um, he said, sure. I'm actually working at this company that does software for bike shops. Um, Come on over there. You can do data entry. And so all of a sudden, like we went from not really knowing each other to him being inside of a full face helmet that I also had worn to us then working together we had the same um, major. We both studied business economics at UC Santa Barbara. So we actually had the same classes together. 
And then um, after college, we became good friends. And then after college, we actually moved down to LA the day after graduation. And then he went to work at Giant Bicycles. Then I worked in um, entertainment marketing. And so we've stayed in touch ever since. So like from there, uh, Dave went from um, working in the cycling industry, actually had worked on a big software project there. So then actually went over to the software side of things, became a software executive. And I was in entertainment branding. And then we circle back over 10 years later one day and Dave says to me, Hey, I, I quit my job. And <laughs> I was like, uh, congratulations. Cause he was overworked. And I, and, uh, he said, Hey, um, I'm launched. I want to get back into bikes, you know, and I've always known that that's his passion. And he's like, you know, I've, I've had this concept for just like a, a, a bike that just like, you don't have to like fix up. Cause like anytime I go riding with friends, like I always got to fix something before we go ride. And like, I just want to get on a bike and go. And so like, I'm out there like, fixing a flat or doing a gear adjustment or doing a brake adjustment. He's like, I want to make a bike that doesn't do that. And I was like, well, cool. I'm very dissatisfied in my job. Let me help <laughs> you out. So I jump in and I start making, you know, decks and logos and just looking at colors of bikes and like how we could kind of go about that. And then just sort of communication strategies of like, how do you launch a bike um, in a customer direct world um, for so, you know something like this? And, and how do we like create some messaging around it? So after a few months of that, it was like, all right, let's just formalize this. And so Dave and I formally started working together. Um, and that was a little bit after we had done what you had mentioned, this Kickstarter launch. Yeah. And to sort of talk about the Kickstarter launch, um, which was really exciting. So I, I think we caught this lightning in a bottle time of Kickstarter where you could still get like really big coverage from a press perspective and eyeballs on inventions through Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. It's gotten a little bit more challenging with crowdfunding because yeah. I think there's been different approaches to crowdfunding where you have a big company using crowdfunding and it feels disingenuous or you've had just a lot of people who have invented things that were very popular, maybe got coverage even in like, you know, traditional news, whether that's 24 hour cycle or, you know, evening news around these like really interesting products that ultimately never delivered. Well, we delivered. And at the time, I believe we were the biggest bicycle campaign that it ever launched. So we launched our priority classic, which is the first um, invention of this three speed everyday cruiser. Nice. And our goal was to raise 30,000 and we raised over 565,000. It was over 1500 bikes. And I think what obviously that in itself is exciting. Um, but the biggest thing was that this idea of an independent customer focused, low maintenance bicycle brand, like that there was something in there um, that felt like, okay, this is something that like, obviously we believed it had legs, but it was a proof point pretty quickly that it, that the, the concept had legs. Nice. So are they all cruisers? cruiser ties bikes or what um what what is in your your fleet of yeah bikes so it's interesting when the company first launched nine years ago the idea was that this was like gonna be it there was this in the step through model and the idea is you sell a bunch of those and you keep, you keep the call the the company really small and um you know a few things that the company was built on was this high quality uh, low maintenance concept, mm -hmm. um, best in class pricing was the biggest thing we wanted to say, like for the feature set, you're not going to find a bike with, for the same price or cheaper, um, anywhere uh, for what we sell. 
Um, and then great customer service. So we have 365 day a year customer service that we do in-house. So you're, you can talk, you can get communication from a team member 365 days a year. We built on that concept. We, we live on that concept. As far as the product development, it's been interesting because um, it's really come organically. So because we're doing our own customer service 365 days a year, we hear a lot from different people. So again, early on, we thought, cool, we're going to have this classic. It's going to be great. Um, you know, we had made some upgrades to be able, we had the Gates carbon drive belt on the bike, which we were really proud of. You know, we made a, a few, um, a few tweaks to it, but we felt like we just had this really high quality product. We're selling at a great price. Feel really good about it. Well, somebody emails in and says, Hey, um, or we see a post on Facebook and they're like, Hey, I really love this bike, but like, and I ride it at the beach because it, um, because of the belt drive, it's not rusting. So it's holding up better than any other beach bike I've had, but yeah. I really like the, you know, the fit and feel of my beach cruiser. And Dave and I like, we're California people. We went to UCSB. We rode beach cruisers for four years, every single day. We're like, yeah, it's not a beach cruiser. So it's like, well, let's make a beach cruiser. So we designed the coast, our beach cruiser. And then we have somebody write in and say, I've been commuting on this bike eight, eight or nine miles each way. And the three speed isn't enough for me. And we're like, yeah, it wasn't designed as a, as a nine mile commuter oh. bike. So we're like, let's make a commuter bike. So we initially created that our, it was called the eight at the time, which was an eight speed, um, Alphine commuter bike. Uh, it has now become our continuum. So we created our, uh, continuum commuter. And then our kids, like Dave had, uh, one, when we first launched the company had his, uh, first son, Jake and he was um, having his second and it was like, well, we can't have other people. We can't be riding other people's bikes. So it's like, ah. we got to make kids bikes. So we make kids bikes. And then the there really, and then, strider. Uh, yeah. And then the really interesting thing that, so it's like, you, we started to see these legs naturally um, branch out in terms of like the commuter and then the beach and then kids bikes. And then the interesting thing in the last few years, and this was even with the help of, of one of our good friends, Ryan Van Tuzer, who's a big uh, content creator, is that this promise of low maintenance started to work in a really interesting all road and even adventure um, perspective. Oh, okay. So um, we have everything from a single speed retro mountain bike that's um, kind of inspired by a clunker that pe that's just like a great like thumper n plus one in town village bike fun trail riding bike you know grocery getter um excuse me our um apollo which is a drop bar gravel bike um and then our 600 which is an all-road pinion model and then we have our 600x which is a pinion model that um is suited for bike packing like um all trail bike packing and so that um has become this almost like with the gates carbon drive belt this ride rinse and repeat part of our business that's been very interesting. Okay, Connor. Now, I am just going to have to ask you, can you show us some of those bikes? Um, like, it, are, how many of them do you have around you? Like, you, I'm, you I'm interested in like, the bar mountain bike. Let me see. I'll, I'll, give me 35 seconds and I'll grab right. one or yeah, two. Yeah, go grab some. All right. I'll grab some. You have to fill. You have to fill. I will, I will. <laughs> I'll make a joke or something. <laughs> All right. So this is super exciting because I don't know about you. Like when he was talking about those bikes and you can see some of them, like about two and a half bikes on the wall. It's just like, man, it would be super cool to see because they're belt driven. And I'm going to ask him to um, bring, like, just give us a um, up close look 
at the belt drive because you can see it right there on on the um the bike that he has in his video so if you guys are still listening you might want to flip over to youtube and catch this online because um whenever somebody like when i interview like um you know a bike shop owner like this um and they start talking about their products especially if they're proprietary like this priority bikes they have their own products i love to see i'm a total visual person and especially since it's a cool different like the belt driven it's not chain driven i think that is a cool concept too and i would love to get an up and close look at it wouldn't you all right i see he's coming through he's coming through with some some bike keep keep bringing them in <laughs> able to quickly grab one that uh was the easiestly easily most easily accessible but this is our 600x so this is our pinion bike packing bike okay because i kind of work through so i don't know have you ever ridden have <laughs> get you rid get all rid of all the chairs slamming <laughs> stuff out of the way but you can see we've got our pinion oh. gearbox in here um okay. which is really exciting so can you flip it around connor yeah. so we can because i was talking about the belt I think yeah. that is a really, really interesting because I have seen it on one other bike. I don't know where, but um, it is super cool. Yeah. So no, no rust, uh, no grease. Yeah. Um, it, that, you know, and then you don't have your drop of your um, derailleur back there. So for oh, adventure yeah. riding, um, mm -hmm. this is great. And uh, this bike was really, like I said, it was kind of perfected in partnership with our buddy Ryan. And, uh, I mean, he's a tremendous athlete, but, uh, you know, he's done the great divide. He's done Baja, he's done the Colorado trail. So, um, this was really spec built for somebody who was a really great rider is a really great rider, but not necessarily somebody who's mechanically focused. So, you know, and, and you're not in a position when you're out on a ride to necessarily wrench on your bike. You're not bringing a bunch mm -hmm. of tools with you. So, uh, this is one of our models. That's probably like our. I'd say our peak example of what we're doing in the adventure world. So, but that is just one gear. You said that's like mm -hmm. a single speed. No, <gasps> this one isn't. Um, How this does has it a work? pinion gearbox. Yeah, okay, so well, you got to um, talk about that. Let's bring it back up on yeah. the table. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be out of breath. I'm going to be exhausted. This is more work. <laughs> no, but more this work is than super... I had planned. I know, yeah. I know, but I think this is really cool for our listeners and also for you to really yeah, showcase sure. this because I'm like, what? And I'm sure everybody's like, what? Um, okay, so like I mentioned, everybody, if you're still listening, you might want to flip over to YouTube so you can get a good visual of this bike and um, how they've worked the gears. All right, take it away, Connor. Yeah, so there's cool. a pin, pinion gearbox in here. and um years ago we were working uh with some of our friends at gates and one of our main contacts um said hey i know you guys are really into this low maintenance thing you got to check out pinion and pinion oh, okay um, this is from two porsche uh former porsche transmission engineers and they had a really simple idea which was like you wouldn't ever put a derailleur onto a car that's built for hundreds of thousands of kilometers of riding so why would you ever do that on a bicycle so they worked for years to protect you right it's like it's totally what? like an it's an intuitive it's an intuitive promise um 
And so they worked on perfecting this. And so this has a massive 600% gear range. Um, it's all steeled. Um, so, you know, for all weather, all conditions, I mean, you can um, submerge it. The other thing that's really great about it is it sits in the center of the bike. So you're carrying the weight in the center of the bike as opposed to the back of it. So it makes it really well balanced when you ride. Um, and it's a, just a completely low maintenance um, gearbox. And so it's something that's just really exciting for um, certainly for adventure riders. We actually had first put it on the R600, which was a uh, more of like a daily commuter slash all road bicycle mm -hmm. uh just for the idea that like you go and ride your bike and you just hose it down and you're good to go yeah so now i think i've seen something like this but the gearing was more in the back hub am i correct yeah so like um that? like what you see in here the... yeah well on the the 600 with the pinion so yeah our 600 and our 600x uh, utilize the pinion um on you know for example here we have a three-speed internally geared hubs when you run belt you have an internally geared hub whether it's mm -hmm. a gearbox or whether it's in the back because you don't um you you, you can't have the belt the belt needs to stay in line and so yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. have it slide up and down so you use internally geared hubs so for example here we have our um a three speed on our continuum we use an enviolo uh rear hub so that's all weather sealed um and as a 380 percent gear range and then Okay, um, what does sorry, yeah. what does that mean? Like, uh, I mean, how do how do you gear? How do you change gears? Uh, in the back? Like, I'm I'm totally <laughs> I'm like, yes, just consider me a newbie when it comes no, to no, this. No, 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 it's like I and trust me, I actually I, I I am not the person to get into the specifics of percentages and gear range and gear. Okay, well, forget about percentages. Yeah. But how does the gearing work inside? Yeah. Because you got one belt that doesn't move, as we're always like. You know, we yeah, got the yeah. gear ranges up down with the derailleur, but how does the internal how does the internal I mean, gears work? Each of them are each of them are a, are a little bit different, meaning that like the pinion um, works differently than um, the Enviolo works differently than what you'll see like in the Nexus or the Alphines. And again, I'm not I'm not your person to sort of dig into like the technicals of the internals of hubs, um, <laughs> but they're certainly for us like they're purpose they're purpose driven. Um, you know, we use them relevant to um, to what we find to be the best use case. So you know, for the pinion again, like if you have this idea of ride, rinse, and repeat, you just want something that's sealed. You know that you need this wide gear range. Yeah. The pinion can deliver on that, but if you put that on a commuter bike, on a daily commuter bike, you know you're probably using a, too big of a hammer for too small of a nail. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, unless you, you know, unless you just feel like spending more than you need to. And then, obviously, when you get down to some of the more recreational stuff, um, you know, you just you you need you don't you know three speeds is perfect for that. And so, um, you know, it's really like we've selected the hubs based on what we see is ultimately like what's going to be the best usage for the widest range of of people who are getting that bike so we have an alphine 11 11 speed internally geared hub on our apollo which is our drop bar okay. um our, that's our drop bar um uh gravel bike oh talk to me about gravel because i'm heading to unbound nice. i'm kind of like hesitant over my current bike i hate to say it but uh because listen listen for it wait for it um the front derailleur stopped working when i was racing at barry roubaix 
And I'm like, oh, God. Like, yeah. so when you're talking about this, like the maintenance part, you're just like, ugh. And you, the worst thing is to have like uh, a mechanical. I can, I can deal with certain mechanicals, but when it comes to stuff shifting, um, I can deal with tires and tubes and, and, you know, all those things. But when it comes to that, I'm just like, when you're talking about internal and, and not having to worry about stuff like that, I'm just like, oh my gosh, wouldn't that be fabulous? So let's talk about gravel. Tell us about yeah. gravel. Cause that's, uh, you know, coming in, it's like right in, in our faces. All yeah. The time it, it's really exciting. So, you know, when you look at, um, belt and in, internally geared hubs. So if, if you, yeah. if you feel like, um, just ruining your overall mood for a few hours and going on Reddit, <laughs> um, you can, you can see these, read these deep dives of people debating, um, no chain versus, yeah, chain and belt. And, um, I think there's always been a question for us of where, um, sort of where we fit in as it pertains to something that may be more on the edge of enthusiast and into performance. And right, right. like you're not, you, it's, if you want a performance bicycle, you get a, you know, you're gonna buy something that um, will, could, could need a fair amount of fine tuning. You know, you have to keep it tuned up. You have to keep it super clean, but that's like what you're buying into. And that's the right. experience that you're looking for to get yeah. out of that bike. And that totally makes sense for us. Um, with the, within the perspective of low maintenance, and again, yeah. like I, I've said, it, this ride, rinse, and repeat concept. Like you know, for us, when we set out to to look at something that maybe was a little bit more nimble, it's finding the right place for it. And gravel for us was perfect because you know the you're you're not necessarily dealing with high speed performance. Um, yeah. You know, it's there's an efficiency gain, but like I mean efficiency in gravel is just it's all over the place in terms of like terrain mm. and weather and and mm -hmm, all that so mm -hmm. you know for us it was really exciting to build something like this that was capable um for doing varied gravel rides um and then we are the only drop bar belt drive internally geared um gravel bike see so, that's exciting yeah because when you think about the like you said the kind of conditions like the water the mud like, let's just talk about how that can be debilitating in a race when you get big buildup. But would that be kind of the same on the chain, on the belt? No, I mean, um, it, it's it's different. Um, so there is a self-cleaning um, aspect to the belt as it rolls it on just and off sort of the like sprockets. Off? Yeah. Um, there have been, t there have been times where a water bottle has been useful in very dirty conditions and squirting it as you ride and giving yeah. that, uh, belt a little bit of a cleaning if there's, um, <laughs> a little bit of grit, but now in terms of like holding up for that and then being able to, um, I mean, I think we find, we really find like a lot of success with people who have time and interest in riding, but they don't necessarily have the time or interest in breaking down their bike and giving it like the full two hour um toothbrushing every time that they ride you know or i think there's a big benefit Hello. in like yeah in, and there's a big benefit again like if you have a performance oriented bicycle i i, I believe um I, i'm not gonna say i'm not i'm not a racer i can't speak for any racers but i do think that there are aspects when you buy something like that that you want you you like to do the cleaning yeah, portion of yeah, it yeah, because yeah. you're you're mm -hmm. taking care of your machine and there's i think a 
cleanliness to that process that also comes back to how you train and live and awesome. Um, but if you're someone who's like, I kind of, I only have two hours and I want to get out. And then, you know what, I might go ride with my family and then I might go do like a fitness ride um, as well, just on bike paths. I mean, you've got a bike that's going to work for all of that in like a really easy, accessible way. And uh, I think that for us is what's really like most exciting with, with our approach to it. I think also for the busy person, mm -hmm. you know, that, that does like, you know, like if you look at the kind of people who are getting into um, like events, let's just say events, it doesn't have to be a race because there's uh, so many of them out there and we only have enough time. And of course we come back and, you know, we have to do certain maintenance and, and cleaning of our bikes, like my bike right now. And we don't want to like always have to be dealing with the chain, you know, the chain rust, the chain dirt, like cleaning off all the, the pulley wheels and, and, you know, the derailleur and cassette and, and I'm, you know, it just seems more appealing for someone who has less time to put in to taking care of your high performance. Yeah, you know, I, I think too. Yeah. And I think that like, um, mm -hmm. there's a small part of the cycling population that loves the maintenance side of it. And it's interesting. Oh, yeah. When you have time, I love yeah. you know, booking in and, four hours a year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's the other thing is like, but there's also a lot of people who are enthusiast riders who don't know how to work mm. on their bikes at all. And, yeah. um, and I, I think too, like, um, even when we move out of the adventure world, which there's an aspect of specialty to it, but our, our, our approach is all about, excuse me, accessibility, like, yeah. you know, just get on and have fun and let's, you know, we're not necessarily, um, we're not going to get into like the, the, the details of, um, we're not talking grams uh, about, you know, in, in terms yeah, of like yeah, our yeah. bikes, like, you know, we're talking about, can you get people on and riding and having a good time being able to sort of engage with mm -hmm. the, their riding environment, whatever it is. But then certainly even when you move out of the world um, and you get down to like the everyday bicycles, like the classic or like the, our coast, our beach cruiser. I mean, those are people who I think they really want to get on bikes, but I think they find even the concept of maintenance on a bicycle absolutely overwhelming. And there's a lot of people who have yeah. bought a lot of bikes in their lives and they're sort of soured on it. And they think that, oh, I have to get this bike tuned up every year or else it isn't going to work. Well, you know, our intention mm -hmm. with our bicycles, not to say that they don't need maintenance because anything that moves is going to need maintenance at some point. Yeah. But to say that if you take care of your bike and you keep it clean and you keep air in the tires, I mean, our approach to these bikes is you really don't have to touch them um, if you're just doing like, you know, light, light oversight to them when you ride them. And I think that for us is really exciting as a premise for um, that the enthusiast is going to fall in love with the researching and digging into you know, different bikes and their specs and the, you know, angles and all that. But like for other people, they, again, that, that can be intimidating. And we want people just to feel like they can buy a bike and keep air in the tires and then enjoy it when they want to ride it. Right. So, so talk about your shop. Like, is it somewhere that somebody can walk into or is it completely online? Like in, yeah. We, um, we are online. Um, mm -hmm. There is something exciting that's happening next weekend in Ooh. the San Francisco Bay Area. 
So we are online and you can actually set up appointments to come by and check out bikes if you're in the New York area. Um, we've never wanted that to be an impediment for people to buy anywhere. And that's why we have a great return policy. It's why we have great customer service. We want to answer people's questions and get them their bicycles. But mm -hmm. I mean, for us, if you buy a bike on any business day, that bike is going to ship within 24 hours and show up, you know, and be wow. on its way to you. Yeah. So um, we're really proud of that aspect of it. That said, again, if you're in New York, you can come by and set up a, um, a, a test ride in our showroom to check out some of our bikes. But then this upcoming weekend in Mill Valley, we're partnered with a company called Extra Cycle, which does really cool cargo bikes. And um, right there in, in the Mount Tam Junction, um, they have a store. Uh, it's right by San Francisco Run Club as well, if anybody is familiar with that. But um, we're going to be able to, um, we're going to keep our adventure bikes there. So we're calling it the Adventure Center um, at Extra Cycle, the Priority Adventure Center. And next weekend, we're going to have an opening event for that. So we're going to have actually a full size run of all of our adventure bicycles for people to come and check out on Saturday and Sunday. And then um, Saturday night, our friend uh, Ryan Van Duzer, who I talked about uh, with this bike, he actually wrote a book on bike packing, his origin story of bike packing. Okay. Um, and it's about his ride after being in the Peace Corps from Honduras to Boulder and just learning about riding and community and the world and really finding a love for bike packing. Um, and being in these different communities, but he wrote a book about it. And so he's going to read some, some, some parts of the book and do some storytelling. Oh, cool. And so we're doing that. Yeah. So that's uh, really exciting. So that's also just going to give people in a very, in a part of the country that are really interested in these types of bicycles, um, opportunity mm -hmm. to check them out in person in the Bay area, um, which is really exciting. So that's, you're just uh, partnering with somebody else. You don't have like your own store there. You just have no, sales. we're not. Yeah, we're not going to have any physical store, but we'll have our electric models and we'll have our adventure models there for oh. people to check out. Um, also, too, if they're in the area and we want and people wanted to have the bike delivered there uh, and assembled, they'd be able to pick it up assembled there, which is um, is very cool. Like to be able just to have a little bit more um, of a footprint for people to kind of kick the tires and check the bikes out. Right. So how do you how do you get a bike out in 24 hours? Like, I know that you were saying, um, you know, you want to make sure that the assembly, not assembly, what do you put your, the supply chain, low overhead, like getting bikes out. Like, what if you don't have a size for someone? We, for the most part, do as best a job as anyone can. If anybody has ever been in charge of inventory and purchasing like they're probably just sweating yeah, bullets yeah. at the concept <laughs> of it yeah um you know we try and forecast as best we can but um for the most part you know we have all of our models in stock um sometimes there might be a little bit of a lag with one but we're really good about messaging like if you order now you'll get this on may 15th or whatever it might be or we'll ship on may 15th excuse me so, we, you know, we're highly communicative about that, but we've done our best to have all, all of our bicycles in stock. Um, and so, like, especially if you're looking at the mass bicycles, like the recreational stuff, like the Classic Plus or like the Coast or, you know, our um, Continuum Commuter, like these core models that we have that are really unique and differentiated, we, um, you know, we, we have those and um, our warehouse is in Central PA. We have an awesome team of people in Central PA. So the orders come in and 
you know, if the bikes haven't been picked up that day, they're going to be tagged and put out and ready to be picked up, um, which is just really exciting. I mean, I think, mm. I think we do, we try and do as best a job when you look at any retail business, even for us is like a, you know, still not a, not a large business, not a small business, but not a large one. Mm -hmm. um, our ability to get bike orders out to people is really important. Our, our ability to be really responsive. If people have questions, that's something that we're really proud of. So we just think it's important that if somebody is going to go through the research process and decide to, you know, spend their hard-earned dollars with us, we want to get them their product. And and even if even though we're not out there with them, they're not coming in and picking it up from us necessarily. We still mm -hmm. want them to feel that level of comfort and confidence in the relationship. So, do you make your bike frames? in the u.s or are they no we do all of our fulfillment um in uh we do all of our fulfillment out of the states here we actually design everything in new oh, york okay. we design everything in new york we do all of our um r d here in new york so we mm -hmm. have a bunch of just frankenstein bicycles around <laughs> um and then we uh, we ship out of Pennsylvania. And we actually do small batch customization in Pennsylvania. So these two okay. bicycles, yeah. this, that's a dunk, that's a Dunkin' Donuts bike that we did for Dunkin'. Uh, <laughs> this was uh, the first bike that we actually um, paint designed, painted, and assembled here in the states. We did a short run of those, but that was done in PA, where we actually have a small batch customization facility, which is exciting. So we work with a variety of. Uh, hotels, resorts, and brand partners that if they need a, uh, a special one-off uh, or not, maybe not one-off, that's kind of challenging to do, but if they need a short, <laughs> a small run, we can. And we're actually doing um, a, a really interesting for uh, National Bike Month next month. Um, there is a brand called Hudson Whiskey. They make a whiskey amongst other things. Um, we were just up at the distillery um, a couple hours from here yesterday shooting photos, but we were doing a short run of custom um, painted bicycles that we'll be selling and taking a portion of the proceeds from those bicycles and donating it to Transportation Alternatives, which is a really great oh, nonprofit cool. here. Yeah, really great advocacy and just helping kind of people work in, in less congestion, less cars, and um, yeah. more alternative modes of transportation. So, you know, we're excited to be a part of that. And we're able to use the resources that we have to um, execute on that. And I think in, in ways that other bicycle brands can't necessarily do. Yeah, that being said, you did mention e-bikes, which uh, everybody has an e-bike these days. Uh, don't ask me any, e don't ask me any hard questions about e-bikes, but yes. <laughs> <I won't. laughs> yes, we have some. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Now, um, e-bikes. Yeah. No, e-bikes are, uh, are great. Um, we just launched our, um, so our coast is by volume. That's our beach cruisers, our most popular model. Um, and, uh, we so we electrified the coast. So we launched the e coast a <laughs> couple months ago. It. <laughs> yeah, and um, so yeah, we have our e coast that we launched recently, which is really exciting and it's very popular. Um, yeah, and then we have our yeah, and then we have a kind of an everyday kind of commuter mid-step accessible bike called our Current, mm -hmm. um, which is really exciting. Um, but yeah, electric is really just it's an, it, it offers an exciting um yeah for accessibility everybody. point for people yeah 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 i love seeing that i know my dad he's 80 and he's looking at one <laughs> i'm like yeah. that's perfect because you know i mean if you're gonna start biking at 80 
especially with the hills around here, you're going to want something like that. But can you, um, Connor, can you give an idea, say the, the Dunkin' Donuts, like that's your, your specific, what price point do you have for your bikes? Like what, yeah, so, what is your price yeah. point range? We start at five ninety nine for our recreational. So oh, wow. yeah, three speed, yeah, our three speed coast, and then or sorry, like the one speed. behind you. Yeah, is that the yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's a nice bike. It is. It's great. It's um you know belt drive, uh, puncture resistant tires, aluminum mm. frame, stainless steel spokes. Don't you know like uh, alloy wheels. Um, so like you know our our goal is it's we're never gonna have a cheap bike. Uh, I, I yeah, think yeah. Early, you know, that's just, it's not possible because the cheap stuff is cheap. Yeah. Um, exactly. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, for us, like our goal has always been that, like with, especially our recreational bicycles, it's like, we want the bicycles to sort of outlast your, your, we want you to be in a position where you want to buy other bikes before you feel like you need to replace the one that you purchased from us. Right. Um, you know, and, and, you know, whether that's because you started riding recreationally and now you're moving towards being a commuter mm -hmm. or you like, you know what, I want to do fitness yeah. and I want to ride for fitness, whatever that is, but we really want those, our bikes to hold up. And then, excuse me, when you get up into the commuter class around 1300 bucks for our, um, our continuum, which is a workhorse commuter, you know, it right. has a, a four, a four season rear hub. It has um, hub powered lights on the bike, hydraulic disc brakes paint match yeah. fenders. Um, that's a bike, it's called our, our continuum. And that's a bike that, um, you know, for that, it's an out of the box commuter. So I think mm -hmm. what's exciting about that is like, you know, get the bike and then you're like, Oh, what? Am, okay. Now I got to figure out how to get light and like what fenders fit my bike. And then I got to put it on. It's like with this bike, it's like, you know, you take it out and like, you're ready to go, which is. Oh, exciting. so what do you do? You just turn the handlebars and then you put it into the box and you just send it. It, um, yeah, all of our bicycles are 95% assembled. Um, so it means that they're fully assembled and then they are just um, disassembled to the point where we can pack them up and ship them. So, right. you know, typically like for our classic plus, you're going to put the handlebars in and adjust them. You'll put the seat in, you'll put the pedals on in the front tire. Um, we used to say that um, it, it, it took you about as long to like to drink a beer as it does to assemble your bike. Um, I love it. <laughs> that somewhat can hold up. I think as we've grown in size, we've said uh, it takes you longer to unpack the bike than it does to build it. Drink so <laughs> as far as like, you know, taking all the packaging off that so that it's packed up safely to get to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We say it takes you longer to take the packaging off than it does to, uh, to finish the assembly. And we ship the bike with all real tools um so oh. yeah so it's like you're gonna get like a real 15 mil wrench so that you're not like working with some little stamp thing that um oh gives that's you arthritis. nice yeah and we have all <laughs> of our videos online we shoot all of our assembly videos and um maintenance uh, any like upkeep or like tips and tricks stuff we shoot and have it online um which is uh you know we try and have as much out there for people as possible so i put on bike maintenance clinics and I was just, I have a question about taking the back wheel off because you have the belt. How easy is it to put yeah. the back wheel on and off? Um, they're easy. Like uh, it's, it's one of those things where um, 
I'd say it's the same as like when you learn how to, to fix a flat on a chain bike, you, you know, mm -hmm. the first time you do it, you're, it, yeah, you know, so you it just, takes you a second to get the rhythm. Yeah. So you, you just, just um, slide in the, the chain around yeah. the hub and then you put it back. So is, is there a quick release or is there a bolt? Is it, no, we do bolts. Yeah. We have bolts, bolts on our okay. bikes. Um, yeah. well, and with internally geared hubs too, but yeah, yeah you I just, guess um, yeah, you just loosen the you just loosen the wheel nuts, slide it forward, and you can yeah. pop it out. And then oh, okay. uh, if you yeah, and if you need to, there's actually two um, chain ring bolts here, but those can come off if you need to replace the belt. You just open up the frame to put the new belt on. How um, long does a belt last? Research shows two to three times longer than a traditional chain. Um, and what is and that? Because so, a traditional chain is like where they say two thousand kilometers. Yeah, I mean, look, the um, with our recreational belts, um, we have to replace those very infrequently. Um, I mean, typically, like a belt for a recreational rider or something like this, they might, they'll probably never replace the belt right. um, on their bicycle whatsoever. If you looked at a daily commuter, I mean, you're talking about, yeah, like you know, ten five k. Ten. Oh no, I mean. I'm thinking like, uh, you know, easily 5,000 miles, um, plus like 10,000, like we, you know, we have oh, people yeah. who have commute. Yeah. Who have commuter bikes that just continue to run, uh, the belt, um, which is great. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, wow. Okay. So you do have a physical place. People can come in and check it out. Where else can they find you? Um, it, the good thing with us, good, yeah, good <laughs> or bad, is um, you can reach us uh, year round. So you can text us, you can WhatsApp us. Um, you know, you're obviously going to find us on um, on YouTube. We have a lot of content um, that we put up there um, out in San Francisco uh, at this adventure center. We're doing a couple events um, that we have planned. So uh, we'll do our San Francisco Adventure Center next weekend, and then the first weekend in May, May. Fifth uh, or May sixth and seventh, we're actually going to be in Seattle um, with the Cascade Club up there, and um, we're going to do another speaking event and storytelling event with Doozer. Opportunity for people to come check out our bikes, and then also um, there is a bikes and brews event. Um, so it's a thirty-eight mile ride that we're doing in Seattle, three breweries. Oh, so, cool! Yeah, oh, so we'll be out. Nice. We'll be out in Seattle. Yeah, we'll be out in Seattle at the beginning of. Um, of may so those are kind of two upcoming uh, events that we've got oh super excited because i think this episode will be out in may mm -hmm. and uh, well after so, um, just in time and what about the summer yeah. you guys have any events in the summer yes as i look over at our at our calendar off to my <laughs> right um we actually uh yeah in may mid-may we're doing an event with dogfish head brewery so we're going to do a dogfish head weekend where people can ride um they're launching a fleet of e-bikes um for guests so we're going to do an e-bike ride to the brewery and um to that's the way to go Rehoboth. to a brewery so you really don't have to put much effort in between <laughs> after you yeah. had a, a drink or yeah. two, you just have to stay up just bring a second <laughs> lock so that you can lock your bike up and not have to worry about getting home if you aren't going to do that um and then we're actually we're going to be out at the gopro games um in Vail in mid-june um oh, cool. in partnership with gates yeah so we'll have a booth set up there we're trying to figure out exactly um what we're going to do i want to try and do like a a little um 
Zwift setup when we'll put like the um, 600x on rollers and we can do competitions to see how far oh, people can climb in a minute. Yeah, um, roller you could races. Win a bike. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, that would be good. Do so, like a you could do like the the competitions, right? You get like everybody, and then you do four, then you go down, down, down to the last one on one, and yeah, those are fun. Yeah, so I think that'll be exciting, especially for us to do it in the uh, context of hill climbing, um, which would be a little <laughs> bit different than gold sprints. Um, and then oh, I geez. think um, I, we're hoping to, uh, well, we will be, we'll be out at Ragbri as well. It's the 50th oh. anniversary of Ragbri. Yeah, so I think we're going to have race. some team members. Yeah, I think we're going to have some team members doing that, which uh, is a week long across Iowa. And uh, we're just trying to work out the schedule of it, but we'll do that in partnership um, with with Ryan uh, Van Duzer, which will be exciting. So um, there's a few things. We also, as I look, we're also going to be in the Jersey Shore. I'm like, I, I, you think I'd know these dates? Um, in July, wow. it's really cool. We do a lot of events with uh, Jetty, which uh, anybody on the East Coast would um, have heard of Jetty before. But there, it's, it's a really cool apparel company. They're, okay. Um, yeah. And so they do surf and, um, just like water life, um, oh. apparel for men, women, and kids. It's, do you have, I've heard of this it's tough. And, I, and they're based out of, um, yeah. So I've heard of these bikes that you could put your surfboard on. Like, yeah. you know, okay. Do you have like, is that like an a, additional like an add-on accessory yes yeah so you um like with our e-coast you definitely can do it with our coast you can do it you really can kind of do it with any bike um but it's uh the bigger the bike the bigger the board obviously the more challenging it is but yeah you can get these right. really great racks um for the side um and some of them are integrated with like a rear rack and based off of the seat but um yeah you can put your surfboard on which is really great for communities where um obviously you have to like park and either walk or to just get down to the beach or a lot of those um you know water communities in the summer times are just absolutely packed you're not gonna find a parking space anyway but uh yeah. jetty has a uh, an all women's uh, surf competition which is really cool so we're gonna do a custom bike for that um cool. alongside of that yeah so that's gonna be in uh in july and um We've done a partnership uh, bike with them the last couple of years. So they do a little apparel capsule and we'll do some custom bikes for them. So that's really exciting. That is super cool. So you can literally create a bike, design it, build it all within like where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's really yeah. good. Cause you don't have to worry about, cause I know I have friends, uh, a couple of friends who have their own bike brand right? They do design them, but they also come from Taiwan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you have to wait for them to come over. So it's kind of cool that you can actually manufacture your own bikes. Well, yeah, and... for short runs. Yeah. For short run, we'll do it. We can do it here. Um, yeah, and it's yeah, exciting like... because yeah, there's different partners who, um, you know, if it's like a nonprofit, we're actually doing something right now for a program called You Are Not Alone Mural. So next month is, oh. um, it's obviously National Bike Month, which a lot of people know, but it is yeah. also um, Mental Health Awareness Month. And so we are combining those two things with our friends oh. from You Are Not Alone Murals Project. Mm. And there's a program we're doing called Priority Delivers. And You Are Not Alone Murals is a mural project 
uh, based out of here in New York, but has legs um, all over the world. But it's a very simple message, which is you are not alone. So there are these murals that say you are not alone within this renowned artist's renderings. And the idea is just so that people can see and feel that message. And so yeah. next month, um, we have six renowned artists who've painted custom bicycles. So these are like, I mean, think of these things as like sculptures. Mm -hmm. um, and what we're going to do is we're going to have cards that say you are not alone. And we'll have different members of our team and you are not alone murals and friends who will go and take these bikes out and hand out these postcards to people with this simple message of you are not alone. It's meant to raise awareness, but also just like a very simple way to yeah. be in contact with people. And then we're going to um, auction off the bicycles and donate all the money at the end so someone could wow. uh, yeah someone could buy a raffle ticket to win really a rolling piece of art which is really exciting and so yeah those are things that we're able to support um mm -hmm. through what the what we do here which is really exciting that's amazing so with that so i assume you're on instagram as well and facebook and yes. YouTube, so people can find you um, on all the major platforms. So, like, like Connor, Connor said, they are accessible for questions at any time. If you want to go and see, check out on their website. Looks pretty exciting there. And um, yeah, to have a belt-driven bike, I've, I, I think it's, it must have been magazines that I saw it. I was like, wow, that's super cool. So with that, I just really want to thank you so much for sharing and actually <laughs> bringing out your bike there. Um, I think the internal hub is really cool. And um, if it would be possible, maybe is it who can explain more of that? Like if I were to do another episode um, yeah. for our listeners, would you be interested in learning more about internal hub mechanics? Because I would. And I'm always like curious and that's why sure. the reason why having a podcast, yeah. I can go, I'm like, let's get that person on there doing a little like, uh, you know, how to and tutorial and explanation. So would that yeah. be possible? Yeah, absolutely. We have um, Eddie from our team who runs product development is someone who would be great and he can take oh you through the God, different systems. Awesome. And yeah, if you want the technical deep dive, he's our guy. And if you hit us up on any of these platforms, so if you find us on social, we're at Ride Priority. We're obviously PriorityBicycles.com. Mm -hmm. Um, if you get our phone number off of our site, you can also text us, but any technical questions also can find their way back to Eddie or any of our team. If anyone has, you know, if they're, if they're, um, doing their research and not sure which direction to go, but he was, so, he would be someone who I'd love to get you connected with. And he can take you through all of the different mechanisms, um, and their positives and, um, you know, considerations to have in terms oh of God. holding them into your quiver. Yeah, Connor, if we can make that happen, I would love it. And I know our audience, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's got more questions and would really like to, to see, like I said, it's a visual thing. And, you know, just to ask those questions. So let's set that up. Um, and I just want to thank you so much. And thanks, everybody for listening. Please share this if you're in the uh, Jersey, you said Jersey Shore, right? Yeah, we'll be down in Jersey Shore, and we're here um, right in Lower Manhattan. Oh, Lower Manhattan. Go and check them out. Say, I saw you on, I heard you on the uh, podcast. I want to check out one of your belt-driven bikes. So with thanks, thanks so much, Connor. Thanks, everybody. And don't forget to, of course, 
put your notifications on on the YouTube channel so you don't miss uh, the second series uh, episode we're going to be doing. Who knows when that's going to happen, but you don't want to miss an episode. And of course, don't forget to ride your bike no matter where you are. Thanks a lot, everybody. Take care. Hey, everyone, what did you think about Connor and Priority Bikes? I am super, super intrigued about the whole belt driven um, hub and gearing system. Don't you agree? Because after uh, we signed off, we were talking about having their mechanic or their R&D guy come on and do a real deep dive on how it all works. Now, I don't know about you. I would love to hear your feedback and what you think about that. And are you curious, as curious as me, in how it all works? So please put your comments below in the YouTube channel about your questions because uh, Connor did ask if we could provide some questions about their belt driven gearing system. Um, so if you're as curious as I am, put your comments below and let's create a Q&A for his R&D guy when they come back for another episode talking and really showing us what it looks like on the inside and how it all works. So thank you so much, everybody. Make sure you put those notifications on and so you don't miss another episode. And also we would just absolutely love to hear and get some reviews from you. So take care and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.